Hello and welcome to the Vassals of Kingsgrave. We are back this time around to discuss one of the big TV shows of 2020, The Queen's Gambit, a Netflix miniseries created by Scott Frank and Alan Scott, starring Anya Taylor-Joy as Beth Harmon, a chess prodigy seeking to become the best player in the world in the midst of the Cold War. My name is Zach, also known as Alias on the Internet Lands, and joining me we have Marie. Hi, uh, Mary on Nymeria. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> Nymeria on the Discord. <laughs> yes. yes, hi everyone. Hello, and we have Jock. Hi, I'm Jock. My poor name is Goodwill Humping. There you go, you're mixing it up this time. <laughs> All right, so before we get into kind of full spoilers talking about this show and, and what we liked about it in specific detail, I just kind of want to get your guys' just general, like, spoiler free feelings about it that you that you had as you watched. Uh, so starting with you, Mary, what what did you think about uh, the show in general? And you can give it like a rating as we tend to do out of, I don't know, bishops out of five or something. <laughs> They're not, don't they know. don't come in I, fives, but yeah. No, they don't. Um, uh, I would give, I'm going to go with knights because I prefer knights. Yeah, um, knights are useful. You can <laughs> kick all those forks and stuff. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with actually five out of five. Um I kind of wasn't expecting this show, like everyone, I think. Um, and I really liked it. I was, it was really compelling. Like I've, I've binge watched it in, in a couple of days, um, and um, it worked really well. Like the, the fact that it's a period ch- show worked great for me because I, I love that, and um, it, it felt really like. Um, realistic in a way uh, even though i know it's not actually a true story i i thought it was until quite quite late um in the show um and the characters are all really interesting so yeah um a, a great show for me uh, we'll go into more details in the spoilery section but uh, i really loved it although it's a bit dark and it wasn't always easy to watch Yes, sometimes it's not it's not very fun, but it is in, always engaging. Uh, yeah. All right, so Jock, what did you think about it? Um, I'm pretty much the same. It's it was really enjoyable, even though chess isn't particularly my game. Okay. Um, it the beginning felt sort of like Annie with chess. They're like Annie, so that was fun, and it <laughs> continued to be just as good throughout uh, as the story progressed. Yeah, I definitely felt like it built over time. I think for me, like, that was what was so good about it was it was just so addictive to watch. Like, it just seamlessly transitioned you into the kind of the next conflict, the next piece of, like, stakes or goals that um, that Beth was trying to achieve. And that's that was just really appealing. Like, it just it had a really, like, clean plotting that I think worked. And along with that, I think it also just had, um, like, just... Like you were saying, Marie, like it just has this really high level of presentation to it that really helps you feel the period. Like it, just all these elements in it make it just feel so well produced and appealing and like well rendered of this time and this reality that they're living in. Um, and the last thing I think is just um, Anya Taylor Joy as Beth is so good. She is so good in this role, and I'm I'm very convinced that she will be doing a lot more things after this. Um, so those were all the main reasons why I liked it a lot. And I'm just going to give it five, whatever chess pieces we prefer um, as well. Speaking of that, though, I'm curious, you mentioned, Jock, that chess is not your game, but I'm curious what you both think of chess. Like, what was your experience with chess going into this? I'm starting with you, Jock. What, what is your just thoughts on chess as a game and your experience with it? 
I'm not the biggest fan of the basic premise of it. Like, um, I don't like the idea of, like, pawns being sacrificial. Right. What about you, Marie? What is your experience with the game? Um, I think as, um... Um, as a child, uh, I was already quite into science and math and just uh, generally uh, logic and thinking. And so I did try it, but uh, it just didn't uh, didn't really work. Um, I wasn't very good, but I didn't put a lot of effort in <laughs> either. So I'm, I must have tried it and played a few games, but I, I basically only know the rules and ha- haven't gone further than that. Um, it almost made me want to try again, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, you want, I, I could Maybe I'm a prodigy. <laughs> I can yeah, exactly. Things. And then, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, I as as you typically do, I learned chess as a kid, and I, I liked it, but I never was like a, a kid who got really into it or joined like a chess club or anything like that. And it, it generally was just like a not a significant part of my life for a long time. But actually, very recently, before the show came out, I've started watching a lot of chess, like watching like high level people play chess and learning more about it that way. So I kind of had this background into it before this show came out, which made this all even more fun, um, which was cool. So like I when they're talking about like openings and stuff and all these these terms and jargon like I, I generally know those which is which is cool but I'm not I'm not good enough to actually apply them in a meaningful way <laughs> so that's that's where I stand with it um so following from that like why do you think it works as like a framing for the show like why why is chess because typically like chess seems like a boring thing right it's just like a, a game where you <laughs> move pieces around it's not typically how you would frame like like the primary motivation for a character in a story. So why do you guys think it works so well in this case? Um, I think it works firstly because they show exactly the right amount of it. Like you, you see the games, but you don't spend hours uh, like, like she is um, uh, playing the game. So it, it seems like um, you only see the, the moments where, where there's a lot of, uh, tension and a lot of um like this is the really important moment um i also think um it is a pretty visual game even though you, even when you don't get what's happening or at least i like it i like the visual i like the pieces i like uh, the the white and, and and black and just the board um, and I think that coupled with uh, the fact that she like plays on, on her ceiling and, and you've got this uh, great visual uh, things um, makes it work uh, in, in this specific setting. Yeah, it, it creates it, the, the ceiling thing, I think, for me, like creates a sort of I don't know, it gives it like a certain resonance and it it's a it's a good visual way of demonstrating to you how much it means to her. Like how much how how much the game is it, how much the game like captures her mind and her attention and like how much it yeah. it truly is like the thing that matters most to her in life. Yeah, and for me like I think another piece too is like I think the 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 chess competition that she starts getting into as the show goes on gives it a certain amount of like like gives just the plot a certain clarity where like you clearly know what she's trying to achieve. You know that she's trying to get better in this clear way at this game and like there's no subjective factors to that. Like she simply just has to be better than her opponents. There's just something appealing about 
that clarity and that just the purpose of it and not having to worry about like a bunch of external details or, or just random factors that you can't control. There's something to that too. Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think um, uh, it's, it, it gives you just, yeah, as, as you're saying, a really clear perspective of what you're hoping for and what you want her to achieve. And it's also like a very, um, it's an intellectual game, but it's also like kind of a um, psychological game. Uh, and they show that really well. Like you have to be, you have to be strong. You have to know where you're going. You have to react quickly and think about a lot of things at the same time. But you also have to like uh, resist the um, psychological pressure. Um, and you see that even in her early games, where you see it more from uh, her opponent's point of view. Um, but but you see how they react to the fact that they are losing and how uh, how that's important and how that plays into the way they, they play. Um, and I think that's another way to, to make it really interesting to watch. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think that the, just the way the show renders that feeling of being... That, that feeling of there being a battle of wills between the players, this idea of them looking towards each other and this intense stare as they as they focus and try to figure out the right tactic it really comes across this this idea and it's probably a little over rot compared to how it actually is but you really have that feeling of, of a war being waged between the two players at any given time and there is this this real feeling that if someone's focus slips or if they're just in some way overmatched on that psychological playing field they're going to they're going to lose so that works really well too uh, anything else on just chess and how it works in the show that you'd like to add, Jock, before we move on? Um, only there with that, I think it's a good way of sort of blaming conflict in the narrative. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like I say, and like you say, like the just the conflict is so clear, and that that is nice because I think a lot of shows actually don't do that. They don't make conflict such an obvious thing that you can understand and follow. So I think that's part of the reason why the show is as addictive as it is. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some spoilery stuff here as we get into some specific moments. I'm curious what your guys' favorite moment, if you can think of one that really stands out in the show, is like one scene that really stuck with you as you watched it. Mary, what did you think? Is there a scene that really stuck out for you? Basically, it, it goes into probably a, a question that, you, that you're going to ask after, but um, I really like uh, Benny, and so I really liked uh, her scenes with him, basically. Um, those were really great. And I think one of the things that made me just uh, really happy, like a happy moment in this, is when her friend um, from from uh, um, her friend Jolene comes. Yeah. Uh, and And you just don't expect it. Like, I was convinced that we wouldn't see this girl any, anymore and that she had left and that's it. Uh, so this was like really just happy, even though Beth is kind of at her worst uh, at this moment. Yeah, it's definitely when she's at that low point, it's such a relief to see her and to see her helping to get Beth back on the right path uh, as much as she can. And with Benny, I'll say like, I think he is the best character in terms of giving this feeling of like the relationships that she forms as she gets involved in this chess community. 
because he introduces her to these other people and he takes her and helps train her and just gets to know her better. And it really feels like this like camaraderie and this sense of community that is, that is in this chess community, especially like those moments when she like goes to the, to the um, student center or whatever to go play speed chess with them. Like it just, there's these moments that are nice when you're like part of a competitive community where you're getting together and you're doing things together. And I think Benny encapsulates that really well. And I've actually heard just listening to some of these chess um, people that are actually like professional chess players. I watch reacting to the show. They, they say like a lot of that's actually true to life, like betting on speed chess games between your matches and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, Jacques, do you have a favorite scene you want to shout out? Um, I really liked when Benny showed up in Moscow. Oh, do you mean um, um, Towns? That guy? Town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I agree. That was also a really yay moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were also like, well, I, I mean, at least I was, I wanted to see him again um, and, and to have some kind of resolution to, to right. that part of our story because we hadn't really had one. Um, and it was great to see him come yeah, because at that m- moment in the story, you get this feeling that she's obviously very much a stranger in a strange land, and she's alone and isolated, and having someone from home to back her up and reassure her feels really good in this moment of highest tension where she's obviously yeah, facing and off I against mean, Borgoff. Yeah, and it's, it's the culmination of a lot of episodes where she is actually quite alone, even even when she tries to to have someone on, or when people try to connect with her. Um, she she's quite alone and she doesn't really connect well. So to have him come back and everyone basically that we've met in the previous episodes uh, helping her, that was like a really happy moment. Yeah. Kind of too good to be true in a way, but yeah, I'll take sure, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it. It's a little, it's a little, the ending of this show is a little bit like a sports movie where like all the characters come in to help her out and give her the power to win yeah. kind of thing. But it, it feels good. It, there's a reason why those kinds of things are popular and it totally works in this case, particularly yeah. in that moment here where all the people are on the phone giving her advice and anxiously waiting to see what happens. That's all great. It just feels awesome at that moment. Um, for me, I'd say my favorite scene is a little bit before that in the last episode where we see her going with Jolene back to the orphanage, Methuen or whatever it's called. Um, and she realizes and reconnects with where she got her start, which was with Mr. Scheibel in the basement and realizes how much that meant to her and how much purpose that gave her that relationship. And she, she breaks down crying when she realizes how much that meant. And of course now he's gone. So she kind of is reckoning with that. I don't know. That was just such a powerful emotional moment for a show that is really very careful with, with um, how it doles out those big emotional moments. And I think that's part of why it hits so hard. And that's part of the character, as you were describing, Mary. She is not a very open person. She's, she's sort of a more of a stoic person who keeps to herself and keeps her emotions in check. So when, when you feel that, that break, it's really profound. It's, yeah, it is heartbreaking. Like, being her yeah break uh, in that moment and and realizing everything and just just crying crying her heart out it it, it was really um it was really hard and uh, and at the same time just um really cathartic to watch yeah. it's cathartic and it's also galvanizing i think that's that's sort of what gives her the purpose to take that next step and to go yeah. face off borgov that last time and win so that's why it, yeah. it just hits all these these good notes and really is a great moment in the story. 
All right. Um, so that we're kind of, you know, we're treading on these waters with these comments, but I'm curious, is there any particular character besides Beth who really stood out to you as being really great? Benny. Yeah, Benny. <laughs> who we yeah. know, we know probably all know best the actor, Thomas Brody Sangster from, uh, from game of Thrones. He played Jojen yeah. in that. So it's cool. To I see think I managed, I managed to spoil myself while like looking, looking at him. Like I was like, who, who is he? Because, um, as many, uh, of <laughs> our listeners will know, I'm not watching the show, a game right. of Thrones. So, um, I was like, where did I see this guy? So I Googled him and I, I, I read stuff and I was like, nope, I don't want to read that actually. Just where is fine. <laughs> but that's, that wasn't a big thing. Uh, I mean, yes, it was, but uh, it probably not important. Um, so yes, Benny, Benny Watts. Uh, just, he, he's some, he's just a tiny bit absurd with his oh. A whole cowboy, cowboy thing, uh, and you're like, why? Just why? Uh, <laughs> um, but I really liked him, and I was clearly shipping him and Beth. So yeah. I'm half happy and half disappointed, I guess. <laughs> we don't know what happens from here. Anything, I guess, is possible. Exactly. We'll, yeah. We'll kind of discuss the ending a little bit here and what that that meant. What about you, Jock? Do you have a favorite? Yeah, um, I think the both of the mothers were both pretty interesting characters. I find their relationships fairly interesting. That's a great. That's a great a pair to shout out. I, you know, with the with her birth mother, I, I found some, those scenes, some of those scenes, to be the most engaging in the show. There's one in particular that actually might be another contender for my favorite scene, which is when she's she's going out to the water and pretends to like never come back up and Beth freaks out and then she pops up and she's so happy. I don't even know what that scene means necessarily, but it was just so evocative and so well put together. I don't know. It just it had a really powerful effect. I mean, I think about that scene a ton even now. So yeah, I liked her a lot. And I think Alma, her adopted mother is excellent as a character too. And that's because to me, she's she's a complicated character right she's she isn't she she has her own struggles and her own motivations for the things she wants and her support of uh beth and her chess career is not unilaterally motivated by some deep love for her she also recognizes like the advantages in it but she also is very supportive too so she's not like the traditional like frail mother character she's a lot more complicated than that and i appreciated that i thought she was a really well put together character and her chemistry and her interaction with Beth I think were some of the best moments in the show. Yeah, I agree. Although they were also for me some of the most uncomfortable moments oh, yeah. as well. Um and I, I'm not gonna say I liked her because I I didn't really like who she is, but uh, indeed the character is is really complex and really interesting and and this is one of the hardest moments in the show i think when when she dies and 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 beth has to figure it out herself and she's again alone in the world um that was heartbreaking as well yeah, that's where i think we get some of the best acting work from her just kind of her processing this and trying to keep it together those moments just felt mm-hmm. so good like there's one scene where she's just out on the balcony and she's just wrestling like with everything that's happened. I don't know. It's just a really, really magnetic scene. Just seeing her by herself, not saying anything, just trying to get through it and figure out what to do. Like it's, it's so good. 
Um, yeah. So I'll throw in Mr. Scheibel. He's my favorite. I just he's such a great mentor. You know, he's of course, of course, when Beth first meets him, he's a little. He doesn't want to get involved. He's a very himself. He's a very reserved person. He's just trying to live his life kind of alone, but. In that moment at the end where you see how he has collected all of these these mementos of her journey in chess, it's, it hits so hard. It's like, it's such a clear love that he has for her and what she's accomplished and having this thing in life. I don't know. It's just so amazing and beautiful. Yeah, completely agree on Mr. Scheibel. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really, like a lot of this show, I think it's really bittersweet. Like you really, it's beautiful. Uh, the love he has for her and the admiration and the, like just how connected to her he is um, is amazing and it's also very tragic at the same time because you've got this image of someone who was very lonely himself um, yeah. and who like gave her all of this love and attention and she kind of forgot about him for at least uh, until after his death um, so yeah, really, again, really complex and, and really great, great writing basically. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any other characters that we want to, I think we hit, I think we hit most of the, the more developed ones, but are there any other characters we want to mention? I, I think Borgoff was pretty good given how short he was on it. Yeah, he. Of course, we we don't we don't get to know him very well because he is behind that kind of psychological wall where we we don't really get to understand him or his motivations for most of the story. But you get these little hints throughout. Of of course, the other we have the we hear like Beth overhearing the other the other uh, Soviet chess players kind of insulting her or, or making light of her abilities, and he never really seems to do that. And in the end, he he does he doesn't. Of course, some of them, when they they just walk away in disgust, they don't shake her hand. And in this case, he is very gracious in defeat. And you see that he recognizes her skill and her ability. And other than that, he's just like such a good intimidating personality, <laughs> just like as being the great grandmaster she has to overcome. So I think he's uh, essential to the, to the story working and he pulls it off well. Yeah, I think uh, I think the scene where she wins and he he accepts that and he hugs her. Right. That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, he says um, it's your game. He gives her the king, uh, and just it's, yeah. it's really well done. It's such a such a show of respect, you know. Uh, that's really um, uh, that is really really great to see after this whole um, this whole show. Um, and um, I think we can also mention uh, Baltic, yeah, who is an important character for her as well. Um, a very sad one, too. I mean, I I, I don't really know what I, how I feel about him because I I think he really was trying desperately to to help her and very in love with her, uh, and the way she treats him Not is really <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, the the whole situation with Beltic is definitely it's not fun to watch because you can tell like how imperiled this relationship is from the start because he kind of desperately chases her to the point where he spends all that money he was going to use for college to fix his teeth to like make himself more attractive to <laughs> yeah. her and it just it, it never feels like a balanced relationship and it always feels off but in the end i think they find some like a, a solid ground both of them between them and just yeah. for themselves which is which is another thing that's nice about the ending it's the fact that 
people are, are able to like forgive, just forgive her, whether it is him or uh, Benny, they you feel at some point that they've given up on her and um, and and then you see that they haven't and they've forgiven her for being sometimes maybe cold or ungrateful, which she definitely is. Um, and and they help her and I, I it was just really really lovely <laughs> yeah, I think there's something real about that too I think sometimes with TV shows or any kind of fiction they'll play up these sorts of dynamics for the drama of it and the characters will not necessarily behave in a real way but I think that kind of forgiveness is legitimate and believable and I liked that a lot um, alright let's talk about Same. Beth Let's talk about Beth yes. a little bit. She is the main character of the show, and I think she is really the reason why the show works. It's all, it's all, it's all her. It's all around her, and all this stuff is kind of supportive of her, her journey. Um, just uh, thoughts on her arc throughout the story. This, just this, this, this battle again to become the the best in chess, and how that progresses, and of course the relationships that develop through that. I guess starting, I think with that, we've talked about that relationship with with Alma. Like, how how would you? I don't know, like, how would you navigate the, how she behaves in that relationship and how she behaves at that kind of point in the story when she's just getting started uh, on her chess journey? I think I think by, by the time she gets to Ulma, she's already quite damaged. Um, yeah. That's a bit harsh to say, but... Um, and then she arrives in this family that's very dysfunctional <laughs> and that's basically not a family anymore. Um, and, um, I mean... I think in a way she has like I found myself watching this being always afraid for Beth um and I I'm I'm wondering if it's not some kind of um internal uh sexism on my part and I find that often that when when the main character is a, is a woman I'm always more like oh please don't don't break down don't uh, don't fall apart don't uh uh, like you have to resist the the pressure, and because I'm I'm identifying with Beth, and that that would be hard for me because um, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really sensitive. But um, I think she is way stronger than than I am, and maybe that's not um, that's not very fair to just worry about her so much, even though she has she has her issues, but. So I think in in her relationship with Alma, she just it is hard, but she takes what she can from it, and uh, and she ends up uh, recaring for her, uh, even though I think she realizes she's smart. She knows she knows that she only starts to like support her when she wins money, and uh, she 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 figures that out. But um, I think she she takes what she can from from what Alma has to offer her yeah that that idea of of Beth and not wanting her to break is really interesting because I think that is kind of how she feels about life she she does she never wants to show this emotion or weakness around people because she's had to be she's had to protect herself from that because of what she's been through in life she doesn't want to she doesn't want to demonstrate any kind of thing that can be exploited by anyone and I, I think it, it, it's tricky because like you, you, of course, you don't want to see her at a low point, but at the same time, showing that weakness can be valuable to 
getting onto that path of kind of improvement and bettering yourself. So in a way, her efforts to be stoic and to be reserved, which I totally, I totally personally empathize with. Like I'm, I'm very personally bad at sharing my feelings about things and like being vulnerable and all that stuff. So I totally get it um, from my part. But yeah, I think that's kind of what, what ends up being the, the sort of um, sliver in the relationship with Alma is that she never reveals any of this information to her. Um, she never reveals her addiction to uh, tranquilizers, which eventually <laughs> resurfaces and she starts stealing the pills from her. And then when she kind of gets this chance to begin drinking alcohol, she eventually develops an addiction to that too. And if she had been open with Alma about that, of course I understand again why she wasn't, but like that is kind of what enables it to get worse and worse over time. And of course it would have been great if Alma had kind of just recognized that and did something about yeah. it, but she has the same issue. So she's probably doing, she's struggling to have those same kind of open conversations as well. Yeah. And like you're right, we, we, I mean, I at least both wanted her to open up, uh, maybe not to Alma cause I, I never really trusted her, sure. but, uh, but to someone, yeah. uh, and to show her vulnerability so that these people can help her. But yeah, when she's, she's at, at, uh, she's playing chess and you're like, don't break down. I think I would just wouldn't have been as worried, uh, about a um a male character and i think that's saying something about me rather than about uh i mean probably also about society and the show because if it had been a male character you just wouldn't have been uh played the same way so you wouldn't have worried uh, in the same way as well but um anyway i'm kind, yeah, of, I'm think kind of curious that, on that point how do you feel about how the show portrayed like being a being a, a female chess player in a competition where, which is almost entirely men. Do you think it, it um, hit those points hard enough, or do you think it like didn't hit them enough, or do you think it like ch- wisely chose not to uh, like make that a significant like as significant a part of the uh, the story as it might have possibly been? I think I think it's done pretty well. Uh, obviously, I, I have no. Like I, I have nothing to compare it to because sure. I wasn't myself in yeah. the chess world uh, in the We're 60s, living in the so, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, I think, uh, yeah, they they make a point of it, and you get it. But it's not. I, I'm not sure. I would call it a feminist show. I mean, yes, probably, but not in a. Um, not as the main uh, characteristic of the show. Um, I think I was actually quite disappointed to learn that Beth Harmon wasn't real and that (laughs) there wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think, um, I think I found it interesting because I think that's, that's kind of true um, that they seem to say that uh, in Russia uh, you actually have, more uh, female chess players than you have in the US. I think that is um, true, yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of things that, like, you had some kind of, uh, you have less um, discriminations maybe between men and women um, uh, in in Russia um, during the Cold War, uh, although, like, I'm, I used to say, 
Um, I often say when I'm talking about female composers, because that's, that's my thing uh, sure. in classical music, that we don't know many female composers uh, from like uh, Russia, but that's also true of men. Like everyone has basically stayed behind behind the wall, and um, and we don't know many of them. But they were actually quite quite recognized, um, and I think that was interesting to show. Because, um, and that's maybe another point, I think, uh, they depict the Cold War uh, in an interesting manner that's not too um, centered on the U.S. And that was interesting. Yeah, I, I appreciated that the Cold War element wasn't overwhelming, that they didn't make this, they didn't make this like a fight, like, I don't know, like a fight to prove supremacy over the Soviet Union in this proxy war of yeah, chess. Yeah, like that that could have easily been the direction they went. Um, and you kind of see like some characters in the story trying to position it as such. Like they have like the church people that come to try to fund her trip that want her to make it all about that. Like the supremacy of like good, good capitalist Christian faith versus those heathens over in the uh, Soviet Union, <laughs> which she consciously uh, denies. Like that's not what it's about for her. And I appreciated that. And on yeah. the side of the like the feminist element, I, I think I appreciated that it didn't make the show obsessively about the fact that she was a woman. Like I think that could have been another direction they took as well, like just constantly obsessing over that and like making all the characters focus on that. But they it it, it took the time to focus on other aspects of who she was. Like it didn't just make her like, oh, she's a woman chess player, that's all that she is. I think that's something that I appreciated about it. Yeah, because it's it's very realistic, right? Um you can be both uh like you, you can be a woman and you can be a lot of other things and uh and also in life even even when like like me for instance you're very concerned with this these issues uh it's not it's not all there is um and yeah overall i i i felt really well about about the way they handled that uh specific aspect and that's not always the case uh with this kind of show yeah, it was really surprising to me. Like, just in so many ways, the show is more than I expected it to be. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I was expecting, I was expecting less of it, but it definitely delivered in a way that I, that I did not think was possible. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and, as we wind down here, I'm curious what you guys thought about the ending. Uh, I think there are some mixed opinions about it, um, just in terms of, like, if it's emotionally satisfying or if it, like, ties up all the stuff. But I'm curious, just what is your general reaction to how this, this plays out at the end? Um, basically, I, throughout all the show, I thought it was going to be, um, a sad ending. Like I was convinced this was, I was convinced that I read somewhere, uh, that, that this was only going to go down and that she would just, yeah, just, sure. uh, not, uh, come, come back from her addictions. And so I don't know, I was convinced this is, uh, how it, it was going to end. Um, so I was really surprised and really happy. Uh, and I was like, okay, if I had known that from the beginning, the show wouldn't have been so hard to watch because every time she she goes uh, with her addiction, I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Which is also also true if you, if you know that it's going to end well, but still. Um, so I was really satisfied with the ending. I loved... Um, I I love the very last scene, her just reconnecting with, um, with 
what she loves about chess, you know, just playing, just, um, yeah, just playing chess because she kind of, you, you see her almost losing that at some point, um, because of all the pressure of the competition. And yeah, I loved it. I loved the ending. Uh, I would, I would be happy to, I would have been happy to see more because I'm always sad to, uh, leave characters, yeah. but, uh, but like if I, if I, look at it objectively i'm happy with the way it ends this is definitely that that kind of fiction where i am sad when it's over and i miss the people in it and that's pretty rare so i appreciate that i was definitely like mourning the loss of the story after it was over but i agree with you i think the ending is really good and i think there's just this thing like with people like just as we talk about fiction that we we like have like a weird aversion to happy endings. Like we think it's too easy or it's just not justified. But I feel in this case, it's totally earned. Like there's an incredible amount of struggle she goes through to get this happy ending. And it's not like everything is perfect for her at the end and the world is the fixed and everything's going to be better. Like it's, it's not what it's trying to say. It's just, she won in this moment. She proved herself and she did it with the help of these people. And that's great. And with that last scene that you're talking about, it's so good because like it proves this point that like you say, it was never about, beating Borgov. It was never about proving that the U.S. is better than the Soviets at chess. It was never about all these big high-minded things. It was just about reaffirming her in, her in herself her love of the game. And you see that clearly in that last scene that she, she, this was all it was always about, was proving her love for the game that, that gave her purpose in life when she didn't have it. And I just think that hits so well. And the way that scene plays out is so good with the music and just the, the progression that she makes toward these uh, these Russian chess players just playing the game on like a, a day and they're having fun. And she gets into it and they, they show their appreciation for her and what she's accomplished. I don't know. It just It feels great when it happens. And I was really happy with it. Alrighty, let us, uh, before we wrap it up, I'm just curious, is there anything you guys want to add on the uh, the period and just like the, the production elements, the stuff like the, the fashion the characters have, the locations they go <laughs> to, and the music? Like for me, like I would just say like it's all so like sexy and cool. Like it just makes chess seem so awesome. And like this idea of like playing in these big these big uh, halls or these hotels, these like opulent hotels in Mexico or in, or in uh, France, like all these places, it just makes chess and like competition of it seem so appealing and cool, which I think is a, an important element of making the show uh, fun to watch. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, I have no specific memory of the music or stuff like that, but I must have enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yes, the production just was great. Uh, the the fashion and it, it's actually an important point like in her own development you see that she likes she likes uh, nice clothes and she wants right. to to have to have them um and uh it was like we said at the beginning you i mean again i wasn't there but you feel that, that it's it's a very um it's a good portrayal of of what um what life would have been in the U.S. Uh, in the 60s and 70s. Um, at least I thought so, which, yes, all of the locations. Paris definitely feels like Paris, and I'm, I'm going to say Mexico does too, although I've never been. <laughs> um, so uh, great all around. Yeah, I think, I think for me, in a weird way, it makes me, like, not nostalgic, but, like, it makes me pine for a time where people cared this much about chess or like games like these, like where it was such an important thing that people wanted to dress up for it and look good for it and took it this seriously. And there were like radio announcers for it and all this stuff. Like, I don't know, like it just, it's 
there's something really appealing about that that I think has sort mm-hmm. of been lost. I don't know if it has, but I, I, I see your point, yes. I agree. Alrighty, well, I think that will about do it for us, talking about The Queen's Gambit. Thank you both very much for taking the time to talk about this show. I was eager to just kind of get my thoughts out into the world about it and just speak about it with <laughs> some people for a bit. So thank you both so much for that and for joining me and for making this happen. So that will do it for this episode of VOK. Thank you all for listening to it. If you want to check out more of our stuff, you can do so at VOKpodcast.com. You can check us out on all the social media places, Twitter, Facebook. You can watch videos on YouTube, all that good stuff. Apparently we do TikTok stuff. I don't really understand how the TikToks work, but that's the thing, I guess. Um, And if you want to come chat with us and hang out with us, please come join us on Discord. You can find links for that on those social media pages. Thank you both again, and we'll be back again with more VOK content very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Zach.